I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. All right, uh, welcome to another episode of the Commercialization Academy. I'm here this morning with Tom, Tom Coburn, uh, founder and CEO of Jebit. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, excited to be here. So Tom is uh, an expert in product like growth and an evangelist of, of how it can help you grow your business. And so I thought it'd be good to get your take on what is product like growth and, and how you can be successful with it. So we'll just kick that off. Like, I don't know much about product like growth. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm in year eight of Jebit. And for the first six years, I had never heard the term product led growth and we definitely weren't doing it. So uh, I don't I don't know if I'm an expert yet, but my last two years have been spent very heads down in shifting our company from what was definitely a sales led model to a product led model. So, you know, to directly answer your question, you know, at least the way I think about it and understand product led growth is it's, you know, for lack of a better term, it's using the product as the main thing to drive your growth. So for the first six years of Jebit, we had a sales team. Well, we still have a sales team, but our primary way of growing was our sales team reaching out to people trying to start, you know, outbound relationships. Of course, our marketing team was trying to get leads and all of that. But the only way for a prospect to actually experience Jebit was to sign a contract. And once they signed a contract, we would give them access to the platform. And, you know, that was how it worked. And, you know, we were enterprise focused as well. So it was very common for us to have three, six month long sales cycles while we waited in legal and procurement and while 10 different people got involved on a decision. And so, it was actually a podcast I first listened to with Brian Halligan from HubSpot, where he talked about <clears throat> the challenges sales-led growth companies face. And every single challenge you hit, I was like, yep, that's our pain. That's our pain. That's our pain. And so that really kicked off for me, this vision at Jebit to shift us to why can't we let someone try the product before committing any money and before buying? And why can't we build levers into the product where people want to share it and get other people in and actually use our product as that growth engine? rather than our people and our sales and marketing work. So, I mean, that's a completely different mentality, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you build an organization around product-led growth then? So when I started, it felt, you know, we're about a 50-person company at the time, and it felt like a lot to try to actually shift the whole org at once. So I created a small task force that was basically four or five people. Uh, it involved our head of product and our head of marketing, which at least from my perspective, those were the two most important people to get bought in on this. Um, right. Naturally, uh, there's going to be resistance from sales and from certain people in the org who think, wait, if there's a free version of Jebit out there, is that going to you know, kill all my enterprise deals and are all our current customers going to want to downgrade to the free version, all of that. And those are 
very natural concerns, but they're very easy to overcome if you're thoughtful about what features and usage does someone actually get in the free version versus the paid or the enterprise version or whatever it might be. So yeah, we had a task force that operated pretty much in a, a small silo for at least six, maybe nine months. And then, and we can talk more about what that task force did if it's helpful, but once that task force started getting traction, we kind of slowly started getting them ingrained with the rest of the org and then eventually dissolved that task force. So there's no, there's no product-led task force at Jebit now. Jebit is now just a product-led company. And again, that still means we have sales. It still means we have marketing. We're still, still at this point, I don't know, probably 50 or 60% of our deals still come from that outbounding. But over the last couple of quarters, it's really shifted to more and more of our deals coming from someone signing up for free, testing Jebit and deciding they want the paid version and, and going that route. So is product-led growth simply a freemium model or does it go beyond that, do you think? I think that's the tip of the spear. I think if you don't have either a free trial or a freemium model, you know, slight nuances in the difference between those. But if you don't have at least some way for a user who might be one, this is something I'm really passionate about. Most people or a lot of people I find associate product-led growth with having an SMB strategy, you know, lots of small and medium businesses. That isn't it to me. Of course, if you launch a free version, you are opening yourself up to anyone. And sure, you know, just by definition, most businesses are small and medium businesses because there's just millions of them out there. But product-led growth doesn't need to mean that. You know, we have a great enterprise muscle that's building of product-led where, you know, I tell the story of one of the things that actually drove me to launch this in the first place is we were working on a deal with Staples, you know, big enterprise company. And we had an individual at Staples that was a big champion of Jebit. He loved it. He totally saw the value prop, but he wasn't the ultimate budget holder and decision maker. And he set us up with all the meetings. We probably went to four meetings at the Staples office over a you know three month period. And the first meeting was four people and then eight and then 15. And it kept growing. And you know, I think we had 90% of the room by the end convinced we should use Jebit, but there were one or two detractors. And that meant the deal wasn't moving forward yet. And I remember one day the guy called me and he was really excited. And he said, you know what? I'm just going to go prove to everyone we need this. I found a free quiz builder out there and I'm going to go use that to make a quiz, which Jebit is an enterprise, you know, quiz building platform at, a, at its simplest form. And he said, and I'm going to use that to prove to everyone why we need to sign the Jebit license once I get the data. And it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks of like, you're literally going to go use, I mean, I guess a pseudo competitive product, even though they focus on, on much smaller customers. Right. And I said, why don't we just have a free version you can test and then go prove to everyone at Staples that they need this. And so uh, I might be rambling away from what your initial question was, um, but to me, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that can be used for any size company. And it definitely go the, the freemium or free trial is the tip of the iceberg, but then it's all about once you get people in, how do you create those levers of them sharing it with others and getting other people in and how do you have, you know, for us, we have powered by Jebit on a lot of our experiences out there to drive new users in and there's product-led partnerships we're making and there's a lot more to it than just, oh, we have a free version, therefore we're product-led. That's really a great example and really kind of brings it home for me, which is great. Um, the free version, just curious, is the free version usually a stripped down version of the full product? 
Yeah. Ours is very stripped down. Yeah. Right. Our, our free version probably gives you 20% of the capabilities of our enterprise version. Um, and you're also limited on the number of people that can go through your quizzes and your experiences and things like that. Whereas if you go from free all the way to our top enterprise version, that one has obviously all the features, unlimited people can go through your quizzes. So there's both a feature lever as well as a usage lever, lever. as well as some other things like what some level support of support you get that. and yeah, what level of privacy controls you get. And you know, there, there's other, other stuff as well. So how do you measure success, right? You started by saying there was worried that you'd cannibalize your paying customers. And yeah. you know, how do you really measure success with product like Grow? For us, it's a couple of factors, uh, you know, number of new users being created every month. We have a uh, PLG score, we call it, that our head of product built that measures a bunch of actions the user takes and gives them a score of one through 15 over time, that number grows. So we're looking at number of free users, quality of their sessions with us, and then obviously conversions to paid. What, what percentage of those users are we converting to paid? Um, you know, what's the overall dollar amount coming from them? Uh, and then there's some other just like pseudo things we look at, like we've seen our site traffic go way up because there's, there's just more people out there posting Jebit quizzes that have powered by Jebit on them. And when you click that, it brings you back to the site. So, you know, we track all of that and, um, you know, we track how it's helped, you know, us in general, just being more product led and getting more comfortable with this. It's also transformed our enterprise sales methodology, even for people that don't come in signing up for the free version. So as an example, even an enterprise deal where we went outbound and we started a conversation, we will now let those enterprise users, if they want to see the platform more, we'll just give them a free sandbox version of the enterprise platform. We'll say, okay. you know what? We have so much confidence in this platform. Why don't we just give you two weeks, go in, try it all out. You can build whatever you want. You just won't be able to launch that experience. And those are the types of things that we just weren't doing before we tried to adopt this product-led mindset. And I've watched that cut six weeks off a sales cycle um, awesome. because the people get in and they just show it to their boss and then they get the budget approval. Yep. That's awesome. Um, any other final recommendations on product like growth? Um, you know, any, any words of wisdom? I was totally bought in when I saw Brian's podcast that this is the future for, I think any, any type of company. So I would highly encourage people to, you know, look into this more and, and start investing in it. Um, I do think it's something that needs like full unanimous buy-in from the top. I think it's a very significant change in mindset and it took us a little while to get there, but I'm excited to say now, I think everyone at Jebit is, is behind it and supportive of it. So I just think, you know, make sure you're, you're really invested and you get everyone all in, which again can take time. It doesn't like my first couple of meetings, everyone wasn't nodding their head and agreeing. With sure. it took probably six months. For sure. Well, thank you, Tom. Really appreciate your insights on product-led growth. Uh, maybe we'll see you in some future videos to dive down on some of these topics as well. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.